Con Radio, presented by Wizard World. Radio for geeks. Now on Kickstarter, Case File Arkham, Her Blood Runs Cold. Detective Hank Flynn returns for another case that will lead him into the darkest corners of Lovecraft's most cursed city, Arkham, Massachusetts. When an old friend shows up at Flynn's office waving a gun and rambling about the abyss of the Shawgoths, the detective is pulled into a case of love, revenge, and an elite family's generational feud, one which just so happens to involve a cult that is interbred with the spawn of a Sumerian god. Case File Arkham. Her blood runs cold. Go to kickstarter.com to pledge your support until September 24th, and be sure to visit casefilearkham.com. Well, hey, Candare Podcast, this is Greg Brady, and you're happening in a far-out kind of way. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Candare, a tribute to comics and pop culture right here on Wizard World's Con Radio. I am Jeremy Colley. Today, I'm Jack Doherty. I'm still Jake Runyon. That hasn't changed. And returning to the show, a good friend of the show from Think Alike Productions, Richard Rivera, is joining us today. Thanks for being back with us, Richard. Hey, glad to be back. I think yeah. he gets to get one of those coats now. Yeah, what is this, uh, number... Three, three or four? Or four? Three. Three. Three? Uh, two more times. Oh, yeah. You get the uh, the embroidered jacket and everything. <laughs> and a free six-inch sub. <laughs> oh, wow. And access to our secret club. No one knows about it but Indian members. I guess I shouldn't have said that on the radio. Right? I didn't even know we had one. <laughs> you haven't earned it yet. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, what does it mean? Uh, again, the fine print on that Candia contract. Huh? <laughs> you need to start reading these. I've <laughs> got a good show for you today. In our retro roundtable, we're going to be talking about the worst superhero movies ever made. This I've is, got a list. I can't wait to go down. We've uh, we've touched on some of these before, but to uh, zero win and just I don't know, pick obliterate them. You know? Yeah, it's about time. Select it's, your target. And yeah. Destroy. <laughs> a lot of good things to talk about in the comic uh, dump bin. Jack, what do you got? Uh, Obscura, the collected edition. Ooh, I see. Very cool, very cool. I uh, <clears throat> have a deviation, which is the uh, IDW from the, excuse me, it's a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle comic. It's a deviation, which is like a uh, an alternate, what do they call that in Marvel Universe? Earth 2. That's DC, but... Uh, like the What If series. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like a What If book of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, so uh, we'll touch on that later. Uh, then we're going to turn our full attention over to Richard and talk about the Stabity Bunny goodness that he has uh, coming in store for us. All kinds of uh, goodness to talk about. So, let's kick it off with this week's Retro Round Table. Do it! Do it! Come on! I'm here! Come on! Do it now! Oh my god! I like to play. All right, guys, we're superhero movies. Jack, I guess we'll just uh, use your list. Down my list and Unless, Richard, comment. you had one that you uh, wanted to get off your sh- uh, chest here. 
Well, um, I mean, I think mine will probably be on your list. If you if you miss one of mine, I've got a short list here. Uh, I'll, I'll toss it in, but I'll be willing uh, just to kind of go with the flow here and join in on the uh, bashing of whatever you put in your list. <laughs> awesome. Fantastic. All right, well, what do we got? First one on the list, which after you explained it one a while back, it's not really a bad movie, but uh, Batman and Robin. Oh, <laughs> just because of that putting yeah. the, the twist on the homage to Batman sixty six, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean it's it's bad, but it's fun bad. Right, it, elements of it are more forgivable. Looking at at it through the lens of like, oh, it's you know in line with the zaniness. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, I, I think some of the performances Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> <laughs> weren't at that level of self awareness to make that element work. Yeah, you know, exactly. Just, Chill. <laughs> no, right. Chill out, good boy. That? There was like that Smashing Pumpkins song, though. They had the music. It was like the, one the reversal of the end is the beginning is the end, or was it the beginning is the end is the beginning? There were both. There were uh, two versions. There was the right. main version, which was the beginning is the end is the beginning. And this was the more the like toned, like oh, yeah. faster moving. Yeah, the, uh, <laughs> the remix one was that very late 90s. Uh, <laughs> goth sound I, yeah. I don't know like the vampire movement of Queen of the Damned like and all that stuff super Sisters of Mercy-esque <laughs> kind of Bauhaus-y sound to it just you, you just see a million teenagers sitting in a room feeling oh. sorry for themselves <laughs> yeah. listening to it shuffling <laughs> taking a drag off their Virginia Slim <laughs> boy they're closed cigarette dude <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, that's good. Along with the title came a handful of uh, quotes from Arnold in the movie. Oh, beautiful. You're not sending me to the cooler. <laughs> Let's kick some ice. <laughs> no, no. Are you feeling cold, Batman? Oh. That doesn't even... What killed the the dinosaurs? The Ice Age. I remember he, like, screams that one. There's, like, yeah. The Ice Age. The Ice Age. so intense. What the fuck was Joel Schumacher thinking, yeah. man? I mean... Batman Forever was not good. No. Batman Forever did well in the box office because it followed Batman Returns. Mm -hmm. I was young at the time, and I remember being obsessed with that movie. Yes. But oh, it yeah. it did not age. It did not age well for me. No, 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 no. I had all the toys. I love that Batmobile model with the crazy Well, I mean, even as a, still. as a kid, like when, in the beginning, when that fucking bank vault is like hanging <laughs> oh, in the helicopter geez, and like right. <laughs> Val Kilmer shoots a bat hook and the hook you can see just goes through like a single plate of, of drywall and holds there. And this thing's supporting this like megaton safe. It's <laughs> no so way retarded. And you know, oh. I don't hate Val Kilmer, but I don't. Oh, I he's, do. He's bad. <laughs> I do. And then his bat nipples. Oh, don't get, don't know, started. The nipples, Clooney, Kilmer, all them can't be blamed. Codpiece. Silverstone should have maybe had the nipples, you know? <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, hardly seems fair when you think about it. A little sexist. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Equality and all that. Right. Number two, Howard the Duck. Oh. I was oh. wondering if that one would make an appearance on the list because so many people, it's like a uh, cult classic, yeah. you know? I was little when it was out, so I watched it on D or not DVD VHS. If you ever heard of that before, what's a VHS? <laughs> I'm very averse. Uh, yes, <laughs> but uh, I enjoyed it when I was little. I don't know. I could, I could probably watch it now and hate it. Leah Thompson's now Leah Thompson. Yeah, she was a looker. Plus, being a young kid and seeing 
ducks with breasts, I guess. <laughs> it changed your whole perspective yeah. on the world. <laughs> Everything I knew was a lie. Honey, he's molesting that chicken again. Maybe we shouldn't <laughs> take him to see that movie. Ah, uh, just growing up. I'm anxious to see if uh, Marvel does, in fact, make a uh, another Howard the Duck since they had him at the end of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. See him show up a couple more times in the next Guardian. I'm sure. It'll probably, well, yeah, it'll probably just stay a cameo, but it'd be cool to see him get his own movie. Yeah. eventually. Maybe just a short. Yeah, you know, there you go. Yeah, yeah. that would work at the end of the DVD or something like that. Yeah, just like Marvel used to do on their movies. But remember, uh, like Disney movies back in the day, when you go to the theater, they used to open up with uh, like little short cartoons of either like Mickey Mouse or Roger Rabbit short cartoons mm-hmm. and stuff. Those are cool. They leave those for the DVDs anymore. They don't do them in the theater yeah. so much. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't never. I haven't seen them in the theater at like at all. Mm-mm. Like you know, since the like when the I was late in 80s. Texas, there's this theater, it's the Alamo Draft House, and uh, for the first thirty minutes before every showing, they have a pre-show that they splice together specifically for that movie or something, and they have like cartoons and mm. old videos and like things that pertain to whatever you're about to watch. So a lot of cartoons and stuff for an animated movie or commercials for Star Wars toys. If you're watching right. sci-fi, there's a lot of interesting. Stuff. That's cool. They're kind of keeping that idea of the alive kids until the movie starts and, and right. the kids are ready to go home after that. Seriously. We've already got your money. Get the hell out with your kids. <laughs> Number three, Catwoman. You know oh. what? <sighs> I've never seen the movie Me because neither. I don't hate myself, but <laughs> <laughs> but I remember seeing the commercial and there's this there's this fucking bit in this commercial that I'll, I'll probably remember till the day I die. Long after I've forgotten my wife's name or whether or not I had any children, I'll remember this goddamn moment when she like haunches down all cat like I guess, and she she starts saying like what a and in my brain she's like she's gonna say the word perfect and she's gonna draw out the purr I know oh. it. I can feel it in my bones <laughs> it was like this fourth dimensional ripple coming at me like some antero resonance just like it's gonna happen Jake it's gonna change you and she like said watching it. a tsunami come ashore <laughs> <laughs> the oceans have receded now we wait and she's just like what a perfect idea and I'm like dad, dad where's your gun dad <laughs> in the shower just scrubbing <laughs> yourself oh get it off That's someone almost, needs to die for this <laughs> it's almost like in uh, I think it was the first Pirates of the Caribbean that they showed the one part on the preview where uh, what's her name was like try wearing a corset oh. <laughs> and then all of the, every commercial every time you heard that and then it finally came in the movie and I was just like ah shoot me <laughs> Orlando Bloom and Miscellaneous Girl were the worst parts <laughs> of that movie for me like the that whole is. the whole thing because like I didn't care about them or no, their yeah. love or no I, one really I wanted yeah. to see Jack get involved with you know uh, you know Barbosa or whoever the squid dude yeah, was Davy Jones Bill, Bill Nye's Davy Jones was phenomenal that was Bill I, Nye yeah are you kidding the science me? guy? No, no, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> Bill, N-I-G-H-Y. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant the science guy. No, no, oh. Didn't look anything like him. I'm not so excited now. Oh, <laughs> Davy Jones. <laughs> Please, Dave, consider Dave, the Dave. follow. <laughs> oh, uh, we have fun here at Candan. We have a good time. It's mostly the drugs. We do lots of psychotropic <laughs> drugs. <laughs> Oh, uh, the next one is Electra. Never saw it. Didn't want to see it, yeah. That's like walking down the road and seeing a landmine. I'm like, I'll walk around. <laughs> you know. Oh, that's bad. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I recognize this. <laughs> Another one that I didn't see and I'm glad I never saw was uh, Shaquille O'Neal's movie. 
Steel? Yeah. Oh, man. I never saw it, but I remember when it was like they were advertising it on TV, and I was excited by it. He's a popular basketball star. Let's make him a hero. Well, they did. Didn't they make him a genie in a boombox, for Christ's sake? Yeah, was, was it Shazam or not Shazam? Kazam or something. Something like that, yeah. No one considered that Shaquille O'Neal's charisma score is zero. He's not He's not charming. He can't hold a movie. Hey, 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 hey. Go tell oh. that to Gold Bond. You know what? Buy your sure. Gold Bond medicated <laughs> foot powder. He's quite charming in those commercials. Shrine. No, he's giving his little winks ass. and shit at That's the camera. And it's funny because I take care of my feet. That's fucking great, Shaq. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I don't remember what the other commercial was for, but I mean, me and Brooke, whenever those commercials come on with him doing Gold Bond, we just get a kick out of him because he just acts <laughs> so fucking ridiculous in them. His little squints doing- and puckering and shaking his shoulders at the camera, like what. Is this scripted or is it like just put him there with the product and we'll shoot what comes out? We shot him some kind of car commercials too. The yeah, and the thing about it is they look and sound exactly like the Gold Bond commercial, <laughs> like to a T. I'm it's, a huge guy driving a little car. It's like they stand him in front of like the stage and like it's just a rotating thing of product in front of me. <laughs> One of I'm these sorry. days he's gonna slip and he's gonna be like, I love product. And I use it every day. (laughs) Let me tell you something. Okay, we're sitting here talking about things that Shaquille O'Neal has done that are awful. One of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life was an SNL skit from the 90s where Shaquille O'Neal guest hosted. What? No, go ahead. I think I might know what you're saying, but go ahead. Sorry. And he plays the son to Tracy Morgan, who is his angry dad, who says, make sure you're home by 10 o'clock or something. And the skit starts with Shaquille sneaking in, you know, being late, getting home, you know, late uh, past curfew. And Tracy Morgan like, son, you bent over my knee. (laughs) Now, Tracy Morgan's a short guy sitting on this couch and Shaquille O'Neal, how, what is he, like seven foot at least? (laughs) Lays on his chest across this dude's lap and he's hanging off each side (laughs) of the couch and... Like you can't even see Tracy Morgan. You see this hand like coming up behind him, spanking him. It was the funniest shit. I've seen. I'm sorry. I'm going off. Continue. Ah, uh, the Fantastic <laughs> Four movies. Every oh, one of them, man. Every one of yes. them. Yeah. Blow my brains out. I I remained optimistic for the new one, and I did. Yeah. I, I had a friend who who convinced me to go see the first Fantastic Four movie, and I'm like, I don't know, man. It doesn't look good. Even back then, when I was super lenient when it came to what was. Uh, quote unquote good movie I recognize this is going to be a piece of shit and he's like bro it's got Jessica Alba right she's the invisible woman I'm like yeah okay he's like she's got to take off her clothes to be completely invisible (laughs) (laughs) and that was his whole and to his credit the scene happened. It did happen. Yeah. yeah. So that this one's for you, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> but we were not uh, given a view, so right. Yeah. So it's like, okay, it if she's count. invisible or not, you know. Oh, I could have bad. dealt with the the newest one if they didn't destroy Doctor Doom. I, yeah. I I would have been okay if they didn't. How do you destroy Doctor Doom? I don't know. He you, was. Ugh. You don't know Doctor Doom when you make him. That's <laughs> how you destroy him. He's just got metal metal plates on See, his body. One of the most iconic a, uh, villains of this entire comic book setting and publishing. Let's get yeah. rid of him. He's he had a full movie. <laughs> well, 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 hey, you skipped over the uh, the the uh, rise of the Silver Surfer. Oh, yeah. Where Galactus where you, where, was just some nebulous cloud of glowing yeah. shit. Yeah, that works so well there. It's like, why not put it in Green Lantern? Why not have your main villain be a nebulous cloud? You know, mm, it's... All uh, the rage. <laughs> yeah, Green Lantern, man. That's another one right there. That I enjoyed that one. 
Did you? I can yeah, I can I sit it. through it better than I can, uh, let's say, Wolverine Origins or yeah, oh, yeah, boy, yeah. Turtles 3. But, um, yeah, not a great movie. Maybe it's because it's the Green Lantern, I guess. It was... Oh, you're definitely biased. Yeah. I mean, it, it's like how I love the new Turtle movies. You know? oh, yeah. <laughs> They're not good, but, you know. God, talking about Wolverine Origins, there's this one scene I keep going back to in my head where he's on a motorcycle outrunning an attack helicopter, which is firing one of those full-on military Avenger Vulcan miniguns at him. And just every now and then, every couple of seconds, there'd be a little sparky ricochet off his bike. Do you know what that goddamn thing does? <laughs> Those miniguns fire a steel-jacketed tungsten laser beam. There is no space between rounds. Right. If that thing hits you, it's going to mulch your bike. It's going to turn you into a fine pink mist. There's no little sparky. And bullets are non-sparky, pee, pee, right? Pee, that doesn't pee, happen pee. anyway. It's going through it. It's yeah, right. yeah. yeah. Uh, you screw them. I don't care about your adamantium skeleton when there's nothing attached to it. It's not doing you much good. And they already make a point to say that he weighs a ton on this thing, so right. it's and already like loaded like super heavy. Just cruising on that motorcycle. Yeah. yeah, this totally works, guys. That was such a bullshit action scene, because didn't he, what, like, he turned it around and ramped it and, like, somehow just clawed it. And... Something like that. Come on, dude. God damn. The next one I didn't even know existed. David Hasselhoff as Nick Fury. Oh, oh, I remember yeah. reading about it, but not seeing it. Yeah. Uh, Did you see the picture of the helicarrier they used? No. Okay, so it's <laughs> an aircraft carrier, by which I mean fully just an aircraft carrier, but sitting upon a system of, like, turbofan engines that is many times larger than the aircraft carrier. It's the most crude. It's like they photoshopped a picture of an aircraft carrier Welded to some shitty hovercraft. Look, I can't even do it justice. Glue a couple so ceiling fans yeah, to the bottom of the model. <laughs> and I'm like, the amount of material, the weight of this thing is staggering. There's no weight in hell. I don't know. I'm curious to see. All you got to check it. The office is garbage. Nick Fury. <sighs> the uh, the cover art for the movie looks pretty. I don't know how I feel enticing. about you calling him the Hoff. That's what he goes by. <laughs> you got me there. He also thinks he has something to do with the wall coming down over in, uh, what was that? Uh, in Berlin. Berlin, yeah. yes. You know, I'm inclined to believe he probably didn't have much to do with that. I'm, I'm fucking serious. Huge he really believes it. geopolitical he event. He is a huge deal in Germany because he's got albums yeah, up there. Yeah, yeah. Weird. <laughs> Another thing against the Germans. <laughs> Fantastic engineering. Don't really know who to be uh, fans of historically. <laughs> when Germans get passionate about a person, it's not the right guy. <laughs> <laughs> the, the next one, it's, it, it's got all three of them, but I think the third one was probably the best one. Uh, the Punisher. Mm. The original one with Dolph Lundgren. That was a, oh, that yeah. was a treat. I don't even remember much about that, but the other, the Thomas Jane one was, uh, and the one that Warzone, right? Was Warzone, Punisher, that Warzone. Was, I, I like, like that. Which like yeah. functioned as a cool action movie. Yeah, like it was kind of, it it felt like sleeker to me. Like they did a good job, like making it. It's like here he is, he's gonna fuck some shit up. The Punisher, right? Now you know that's <laughs> funny because that movie has come up several times uh, in the span of us doing this show, and on more than one occasion uh, when it's brought up, the guest on the show has never heard of it. So I think it's something that didn't get a lot of... I don't remember a lot of marketing for it. Mm -mm. Barely remember it coming out. I think it really just kind of slipped under the radar. Um, Because it was definitely 
It's good. The, definitely, like he's saying, the best of the three for yeah. sure. Oh, sure. Still some corny scenes in yeah. there, but the dude looks like the Punisher. He acts like, like the, the Punisher. Pun- some punishy things happen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, it's a comic book movie. Yeah. What do these people you know, expect? I remember reading a review by Roger Ebert back in the day of Punisher Warzone, and he opened up, it's like, remember when you could tell that a movie was bad by watching it and thinking, oh, that's a bad movie. It's like, this is a bad movie. But it's wrapped in a lot of high-quality stuff. Like, he just went on about how, like, the action scenes are slick, the acting's passable for the setting, da-da-da. I mean, it's like, at its core, he was like, oh, it's a piece of shit. He's Roger Ebert, and right. he's got a shit on things he doesn't like or understand. But, uh, you know, peace be upon him or whatever. I know he's <laughs> Um But, you know, it's just like, even people who recognize it's kind of like a crummy action movie are still like, yeah, but it's pretty good, you know? Yeah, I, I, I like the, it. The action was pretty good. Didn't he blow up some guy's head with a shotgun or something like that movie? <laughs> they were the they were both gory. The Thomas Jane one especially. Like I can think of a few scenes right off the bat. Like he takes a knife and puts it up through the bottom of a guy's <laughs> yeah. mm. the jaw here, and you can see the blade go up into the top of his mouth. They that call was that a sick. Moscow necktie. Is that right? No, I just okay. Made that up. <laughs> it works for me. <laughs> yeah, I like it. But I, I really enjoyed the end of that where. Uh, how he took out, how he finally killed uh, John Travolta. What was it? Oh, that's right, John Travolta. <laughs> what was the character's name? Uh, the bad guy in that movie? I don't remember. That's the one Howard that I didn't like. Saint. Maybe that was. I don't remember. But he tied his foot to the back of a car, put it in neutral, and let it go into like a minefield in this <laughs> parking lot. It was awesome. That one had too much like behind the scenes drama in his life. I mean, I guess there is anyway, just because of his character. Right. But going to hang out with the roommates down the hall, little fat guy that lived with the chick. Yeah. It was like, what's the point? Yeah. Why? Yeah. That's, I think that part really, that's It's like that that character to me, like he's damaged by his past. I think subconsciously he's trying to suppress it. The Mm -hmm. violence helps him do that. That's how you need to tell the backstory, allude to it. Mm -hmm. You make it forceful and sudden and interject and you go like, oh shit, you see like little flashes of what happened to him. But when you front load all the experts, I'm taking us on a divergent path here. Please continue. Well, that's where they got it right with Daredevil because they did oh, that yeah, same yeah, thing. Yeah. Man, yeah, and now he's going to get his little Netflix thing. So, yeah, yeah. something about what's his little rhyme with pennies and pounds, and oh, nickel yeah, and dime I, yeah. and such. I don't, I forget it. That was awesome. Yeah. TMNT number three. Oh. Of course, that one's going to come up. <laughs> <laughs> what a! I mean, at the age, I couldn't. I can't imagine being disappointed, but I. I was, <laughs> and yet, and yet. I, the thing that when I was young that intrigued me was just the time travel aspect. I, you know, anything time travel is awesome. But until you watch it, you're like, oh my god, it's just so hard to go from the the puppets they use, the suits and everything in the first movie, to the way they looked in that third movie. They it's just like they took the one from their music album a little bit and kind of yeah, animated they the lips were a little awful, more. awful, and the heads were real long. It was like they built the entire. Rather than building the mechanisms around the head to give it that rounded effect, everything was built in the front of the face mask. So <laughs> they had these really abnormally long faces mm, and stuff. Yet. And just, they looked horrible. Next one we have Hulk. Oh, oh boy. bad, bad movie. Bad I, movie. I still kind of like that one. I, I remember getting excited for it when I was a kid and it was like I was going to see it with my dad and like we were both excited like oh we're gonna go to the movies and then we're gonna go to the comic book store and then we're gonna eat pizza and I'm like yeah it's gonna be a fun day and then I got there and I walked out of the movie and just like I'm gonna go home <laughs> yeah. I just shut down the whole day I just it was bored and it was yeah. not great I liked in that one how when he'd get more pissed he would get bigger 
<laughs> yeah. Didn't Edward Norton's didn't do that? No, I think he was pretty so. static. Yeah, he's, yeah. It seemed like after that, yeah, he stayed he pretty like much about the same size. Regular and Hulk. There wasn't like a gradation of Hulk size. Right, right. <laughs> wasn't there a bit in the, the not good non-Norton Hulk where uh, that needs to be an acronym? The N-G-N-N-H. <laughs> not good non-Norton Hulk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where he like, some Apache fires a missile at him, some hellfire. And he grabs it. Bites off the warhead and spits it back at the chopper and blows it. Uh, yeah, up. I think that like was leaving it, yeah. the booster and the fuel and all. Wow. That. I'm like, all right, guys, let's pump the brakes, please. <laughs> Another one that we talked about last week, which it, it goes both ways. Constantine. Constantine. It was a yeah, pretty yeah, cool yeah. movie, but it didn't really follow the the comic. Or if the you if you completely well. divorce it from the comic book yeah. portrayal, then like, it's mm. not like I didn't have a good time watching it either. No, I keep thinking about when uh, when you're saying about the the angel Gabriel, the person that got the player. Really great casting, great performance. I really liked Gabriel. Next one is Judge Dredd, the uh, Stallone (laughs) version. (laughs) Who's gonna play Judge Dredd? I'm the Judge Dredd, Mr. I am the love. (laughs) Rob Schneider is the comic relief in that one. Man, Rob Schneider. (laughs) How does a man forge an entire career on having Bell's palsy? Like that's the only his defining feature (laughs) is that he's ripped and he can't move half his face. I know that's rude, but it's you know it's inspiring. I guess. I mean, what have I done with my life? I'm a fat piece of shit. I'm so. Sure, you're sitting there inspired in this moment. Like, wow, Stallone really got to me there. The new dread with uh oh god, yeah, that one was so good, so cute. I need with, to see uh, it. You really do, man. Bones from uh, Star Trek. The yeah. Urban Carl. Carl Urban. Urban yeah, yeah, yeah. His his frown game is fucking. Raw. I had no idea it was him until yeah, later on in the movie. Incredible. I was like, wait a minute, that's Bones. Yeah, good movie. What else do we got in here? Superman Returns. Oh. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Is that bit where, like, he's facing down some gun turret and the bullet comes in and Hits like, him right in the eye. Right in the eye. That's it's the like, best Sh-ding. part of that movie. Yeah. <laughs> no, the best part of that movie for me was the uh, Spider-Man trailer that played before. <laughs> <laughs> Whole reason I went. Oh. What about what's his name? Is uh, old Lex? You know, I Kevin like Spacey. Kevin Spacey. I do, but I don't know about that. That I thought that was brilliant, actually. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you're... The movie was supposed to be a continuation of the Christopher Reeve movie. So, you yeah. know, they made they got a guy that looked as close as they could, styled him, him to look as close as they could. Um, but as far as getting someone to look and act like Gene Hackman, bravo. Okay. I mean, oh. Kevin Spacey looked so good. I, I mean, hadn't he looked, even really thought of that. Yeah. Shoot. Spacey's good. For, have you heard his impressions of like various celebrities and singers and stuff? I think oh, I yeah, have. Walter Matthau. James Gordon. The man's incredible. I don't yeah. know how he does it. So I guess he's your guy if you need a chameleon. He did Get Walter Matthau as uh, Han Solo. <laughs> what the hell's a Wookiee? <laughs> that's some talent crossing <laughs> streams like that. Oh, that's funny. Oh, uh, next we got uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Oh, what a disappointing. Mishandled. Was that the Sean Connery movie? Awesome yes. concept. It was a fun movie, good concept. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't work too well. I've seen that movie probably 30 to 50 times. <laughs> Every single time without sound. Wow. 
Let me explain. Please do. <laughs> I, I, used, I used to work in a garage, like uh, changing tires <laughs> and oil, and the, the guest waiting room had a big plate of glass where the people waiting could watch us work on their car. But if not, there was a TV you could sit and watch. They had that movie on repeat. So mm. <laughs> as we work on cars, you'd see it playing over and over and over, but now, never once to did you, did you guys Did you guys, like, spin your wrenches and everything, like fancy bartenders or anything <laughs> as a show or... No, we were not proud of our occupations. <laughs> Just hitting the pit all the time. We had no dignity in there, Richard, I guess is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Leave your dignity in the car. Bunch of troglodytes fixing the car. <laughs> I think that movie was a uh, kind of a screw you to Americans because Tom Sawyer was the biggest piece of shit. I couldn't stand <laughs> that. What an ass. I hated him so bad. Wanted him to die in that movie. He wouldn't. Next, uh, Blade Trinity. I've never seen any of the Blade Trinity. All right, movies. so... Trinity's the one that's got like Ryan Reynolds, yeah. right? And yeah, Patton yeah. Oswalt, Jessica Beale, right? Beale, yeah. I that one Patton. I remember having fun watching. I liked that one, yeah. The Blade, and as I recall, was it Wesley Snipes, right? Mm-hmm. It was Blade. Went so far off the deep end during the filming, he would like disappear for days, a week. They had to shoot. Well, he it. was uh, hiding from taxes. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and they had to finish scenes with like reaction shots they had from previous scenes. And they said more often than not, people would be talking to no one, and then they'd fix it in post. And I think it was Ryan Reynolds who said he went off script almost constantly just to give them a hard time just to find a reaction that fits what he's saying. But yeah, he wasn't even there for the shooting. It's, wow. it's crazy. Well, when you're running from the wall. Yeah, I know. I know. We've all been there. Hey, oh. Come on. Uh, this is the last one I got. Uh, Ghost Rider. Well, both of them, pretty much. <laughs> I've got a soft spot for Nicolas Cage for I, some yeah, reason. I, I like him. I like him. I do. I do. We got to steal the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> I went to a Nick Cage my marathon name. <laughs> when I was in Austin. It was a 12-hour Nick Cage Did you Cage just say movie. you went to a Nicolas Cage farm? Marathon. Oh, okay. The <laughs> girl <laughs> Nicholas Cage is there. Nick Cage heads just like walked cabbages. by a field of Nicholas Cage's. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Well, I could be Superman. I could play Superman. <laughs> but yeah, it was, was a, awesome. It was I a twelve-hour marathon of Nicholas Cage movies, starting with Con Air, ending with uh, what was it? Con Air. Wait, oh, no, Wind Talkers. That was. That was rough. Was Raising Arizona in there? Yeah. yeah uh, wait a minute. Wind Talkers. Was that the, uh, the the war movie where they used... The um, yeah. That yeah, was yeah. a good movie. I yeah. Didn't, you didn't like that movie? Uh, you know, it's just... Get Maybe the, the fuck out of here. <laughs> the premise was I the good part of it. I got opinions over here. I liked that movie, too. I thought I it was, was really cool. good. I watched it a few times. Well, that's good. I respect <laughs> that. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> sure. Oh, man. The tension in this room could be cut with a knife. I liked the first Ghost Rider. Yeah, I, I did too. The se- I haven't seen the second one because I heard such bad things about it, but I, I'm willing to take it. Uh, I mean, I'd imagine it's as good as the first. Uh, again, it's not a good movie. It's a fun movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Nicolas Cage. I thought they did as good as they could do with Ghost Rider. You know, I don't know what people were expecting. I'm not a diehard fan, though, so I can't yeah. say, you know, what uh, yeah. it was exactly like. The only thing I really the... liked about Ghost Rider is when he'd show up in the Spider-Man cartoon. I thought he was... Uh, did it's he? like one of the more recent animated series. Oh, you're not talking the 90s one. No, no, no. The only that one that new, matters. That oh, the only one we should I'm be talking sorry about. sorry for referencing the incorrect <laughs> Spider-Man that over here. The new Spider-Man cartoon is horrseshit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> They've all been That's like really... I just stepped in a bear trap and you're both loading your guns. I'm sorry, but that Welcome. 90s one is... is 
as definitive as the 90s Batman cartoon. It set the bar, man. Compete with it. You can. I, I'm not trying. Good. You win, Andy <laughs> Spider-Man. The war is over. I, I've got, well, I've got one to ask you about. Sure. Because uh, this is a movie that um, uh, uh, Wayne Hall, fellow podcaster there, right. he saw one hour of it, and then he tried to inflict a head wound so that he might <laughs> induce amnesia <laughs> and not remember the first hour. But uh, the spirit. Now, I've not seen the spirit, so I can't oh. really comment. But I wondered if you guys had similar experiences or if anybody else has seen the spirit. I forgot that was about I, that. I saw it. You know, I think people expected too much from it. I think they came they into it with another the wrong uh, idea. Uh, Sin City type thing. Yeah, yeah Frank this Miller, was yeah. like a live action Looney Tunes. I think it was described. <laughs> yeah, and no, I'm serious. Like someone in production, it might have even been the director, said this was, you know, this was silly and it was supposed to be. And I think Samuel Jackson was pretty fucking fantastic. Being the ridiculous, whatever the hell he was, the, the octopus, right? You're that not narrowing his... down a movie with saying that name. He's that's in like the, all, yeah, every movie. Good... <laughs> I don't remember the actor who played the main character either. Uh, I vaguely remember. Did he wear, did he have kind of like a dark wing duck ensemble, the big yeah, hat yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of thing? Very noir with the red. Yeah. It was on yeah, my list, well, but I didn't see it. And I figured, well, I don't think you guys saw it either. So Yeah, I saw it. Yeah. Cool. Any movie fun. has the uh, has the villainous silken floss. I mean, come on, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> these names. Oh, there's that. I think Plaster of Paris. That was another villain. Right. Sound like tick villains almost. I, I know. <laughs> Captain Whiteout <laughs> <laughs> was the chairface guy. Yeah, chairface Chippendale. That's yeah. the one. Thank you. He's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Any other ones there, Richard? Oh no, you guys! Uh, your your list was pretty darn comprehensive. Uh, it was you hit all of mine. The only one that you didn't hit was the spirit, and I haven't seen that. But I just wondered, uh, wanted to get some feedback because you know everything I've heard is has has not been complimentary. So it's good <laughs> other points of view. It Don't just came and went pretty, pretty much. It. Yeah. yeah. It, it, what was that within the past like ten years? Right. Yeah. It was something like that. Oh. It was 2008. Uh, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. For some reason, I, I keep thinking of the uh, 90s. Maybe I'm thinking of The Phantom. Didn't The Phantom mm, come out? Was, oh, yeah, man, yeah, that yeah. book, that wasn't even in my list. And uh, Billy Zane? Yeah. <laughs> I like that movie. I'm not a big fan it. of Billy, Billy Zane, but... Was, I don't know if there are any big fans of Billy Zane. Yeah. I think that's a man with no supporters. He I died think, in Titanic. That was good enough for me. <laughs> yeah, I think The Phantom came out of the <laughs> hype of Dick Tracy, you know, taking that old comic character right. and bringing him to life. Mm-hmm. Well, and if you're going to have the spirit and you're going to have the phantom, you've got to talk about the shadow. Oh, that was oh, another one, too. Man. Old Alec Baldwin. <laughs> the shadow. I watched that a lot. So did I. Was that was a good movie. I liked that movie was, back then, too. Was, right? I've never seen it. Yeah, it's, it was, he had a big nose when he put on his cape. That's <laughs> 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 <It was> weird. <laughs> All righty, enough of this nonsense. Yes. We're going to get caught in a wormhole. <laughs> We're stuck here. Let's just jump right into the comic dump bin. Uh, who would like to go first this week? Jack, you want to go first? Jake's not going to go first. Yeah, yeah slacker. Yeah. You got a situation? It would take too long to explain. That's right. So I got uh, Obscura, the collected edition from Fifth Dimension Comics. Oh, Ooh. very nice. It's a collection of pretty weird 
it's it's even said it's a, a horror and weird on the Sold. back cover for the the type of book it is. Two great tastes that taste great, great together. together. Two great tastes that taste great together. Now that we're aware of it, it's going to start getting very <laughs> unfunny very fast. <laughs> yeah, two great tastes. Okay, sweet. So I just have a buzzer. I hit. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Shut up! I'm trying to talk. Here. <laughs> First story starts out, it's called, oh, what was it? I gotta get that, the, the title of it. Bill and Lenny, Tales of the Tentacle, Part 1. <laughs> when I, it reminds me of uh, the old video game, the, oh, the Day of the Tentacle. Day of the Tentacle, yeah. yeah. That's all I could think of reading it. <laughs> I don't even know what that game is. It's yeah, an old it's, rural Over the course game. of one day, right? Imagine this tentacle. Okay. I'm just fucking... Sorry. <laughs> 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 it starts out... Uh, it says uh, a guy and a, a guy and a monkey walk into a bar, so that's the setting of this. It's a guy and a monkey sitting in a bar. Uh, they're the guy's pissed because the jukebox takes like a dollar and a quarter, and they're just sitting there bullshitting, talking back and forth. Oh, there's going to be some uh, pretty bad language just because of the that's the nature of their books. Oh, okay. Uh, next thing you know, this chick comes walking in, saying, "Where's the bastards? Where are they?" And this guy wearing a uh, like a biker gangster jacket that says the dudes. On it comes up, it's like, hey, honey, why don't you come out and hang out with some cool dudes? <laughs> <laughs> Always works. <laughs> she decides to say, oh, so you want to? You want me and my friends to come hang out with you? Just then, her whole face melts away, and it's a giant tentacle face. And she's standing there. Her friends, they all end up unmasking the same way. Next thing you know, the uh, the guy and the monkey decide they're going to do kind of like a... Uh, BJ uh, and the bear kind of thing? What is it with... Uh, Clooney and the other night, the guy that did uh, Pulp Fiction, like from Dust, Dust Till Dawn. Dawn. Yeah, 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 they like do the that Gecko whole Brothers. Kind of, yeah, they do that whole kind of thing where they just pull out guns, start <laughs> shooting everything, take, <laughs> shooting the women, beating them up. And the guy looks at the monkey. He's like, "What well, do you have? The tentacle?" Turns out that he has some artifact of a tentacle on his neck mm. that they're keeping for some reason. It's not said in the book, but that's what the chicks are coming after. And uh, they sit there and just tear up the bar. Uh, running from the women that are just tentacles. They end up growing giant and huge. And the tentacle woman ends up grabbing them, swallowing them. And at the end of the book, or the end of the story, they're sitting in the gut. And they're like, well, looks like the day is over. And the monkey's like, well, if I know human anatomy, there's one way out. And the guy's like, oh, God, not the anus. <laughs> the end. Oh man! Nice was, little self-contained was, story. Yeah, it was Asked great. Asked a bunch of questions and then doesn't answer them. I respect. That. <laughs> Very cool. There was another one in here. It's real quick. I gotta find it real fast. It's called Night of the Tentacle, right? Sequel. No, this one's called Strange Loves, and it takes place in a morgue. Two oh more- my god! <laughs> <laughs> Two morticians are sitting there. He they're, went there. They're cleaning up after uh, doing an autopsy. One guy's like, hey, uh, you mind uh, cleaning up, locking up? Uh, the wife's cooking dinner. She'll be pissed if I don't come in, come home. So he's like, yeah, no problem. The door closes. The guy's like, thank God he's gone. Now I can get busy. <laughs> Walks up to the body on the, the uh, table. Was like, oh, yeah, she uh, had a, hem- brain he- a brain hemorrhage from an accident. You know, she died. She bled out. He feels her. Oh, she's still warm. I, mean, I got to find it in the book oh. real quick. Oh, my Lord. Well, don't stop now. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> What is it? What is it? All right. He, uh, yeah, after he's done checking her out, he feels her still warm. Uh, rubs her cheeks. Still beautiful. Oh, yes. Good. And then all of a sudden he does a big line of coke off her back. <gasps> Next thing you know, he hears a knock. He walks over to the one of the refrigerator doors, opens up. 
a hand falls out and then he turns around there's three more corpses standing behind they're repeating the same thing coming after him and at the end of the book it says strange thing when li- when the living desire the dead stranger still when the dead desire the living <laughs> oh wow <laughs> I like it wow it was yeah Good stuff in these books. Glad it wasn't a book of uh, necrophiliacs. Yeah. You know? <laughs> that guy had what was coming to him. <laughs> Very cool. Very I mean, cool. if we're going to judge everybody who snorts coke off corpses, then... I'm just saying we're going to start drawing battle lines through this room. We're going to start alienating a lot of our friends here. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, Richard, would you like to go next, sir? Uh, actually, I am, I have uh, read very little recently, and in fact, the couple of things that I have read, I was less than complimentary on, so I'd like to keep it positive there with the coke off the corpses. I'll just get <laughs> back to you guys. It's not, that I'm reeling, it's not that I'm reeling right now stunned that, that in my mind parental advisory warning is going off. Nothing like that. Please continue. Is bestiality <laughs> next? What, what's going on? Just, let's, let's, let's keep it roll. Keep, keep the roll. Oh, man, the you weren't obs- here last week. <laughs> the Obscura series is a really good series. Uh, was it David Brown? David Brown, yeah. Fifth Dimension? Yep. Yeah, they, they really are good. I just haven't uh, read that far, and I did not uh, know where that was going. So, <laughs> Lettered by a pretty common uh, name that you see around, DNS, if you ever heard of him. All right. Well, well keep it. <clears throat> I know, I know. that leaves me since uh, Jake didn't bring a book this week. So. <laughs> Still well, riding that Reno high. <laughs> we'll beat you later. All right. Uh, but like I said earlier, I am bringing a uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comic, the IDW. It's a one shot uh, called Deviations, kind of like we were saying earlier in the episode, a Marvel what if. And this book, I didn't even know existed. I just went to a comic book shop I don't typically go to and saw it sitting on the shelf there. And it's like it was made for me, specifically. Um, My favorite part of the IDW Turtle series that's uh, been going for the past few years now is when uh, the Shredder took Leo and made him dark and, you know, had him fighting at his side. So this is a what if the Shredder had all the turtles at his side. And boy, is it a good book. Because it opens up with the four of them going after Splinter. Him, like, trying not to fight back. You know, trying to talk them. You know, saying, you're not evil, you're not evil. And they're just whooping the crap out of him. Oh, I don't... I wish I could uh, show the listeners at home what I'm seeing here. But, uh, yeah, they give it to him. And they deliver him up to Shredder. Drop him in front of him while he's sitting on his throne. And he just can't believe what he's seeing. You know, all the henchmen he's had over the years... And finally, it was the turtles, you know, that uh, brought him his biggest adversary. I'd have figured it went down like that. I mean, what's that? I'd have figured the turtles would have been able to do it. Oh yeah, but it, it, I don't know. I'd love to see like an isolated movie of this book mm. right here. This yeah, would, be would be so cool. Because cool. um, yeah, I mean, what a dangerous force they would be if they were evil. My yeah. God, unstoppable. Yep. You know. And uh, the, the way this is all happening is through uh, Shredder's love, who is also a witch by the name of Kitsune. She has them all under this spell, you know, thinking that uh, Splinter has actually killed their mother. Also in the story that uh, originally happened, I think it was called City Fall, Shredder stabs Casey through with his claws, and it doesn't kill him. Now, in this What If series, it kills him. And Hun, uh, who was the... You know who Hun is from the... Mm-mm. Turtles franchise. He's typically like working with Shredder and like in the cartoon, or he's the head of the Purple Dragons. In this comic, he's Casey's dad, Deadbeat Dad, who just uh, was never there for Casey, but now that he's dead, now was killed by Shredder, wants some revenge. So, um, 
it cuts back to the foot the foot headquarters and Shredder has a sword out and he's about ready to cut uh, Splinter's head off and the wall explodes. And boy, this is what made it even better. Here come the mighty mutanimals. Oh. Slash and Hobbs there to save the freaking day. And um, so they bust in and they start causing a ruckus, fighting you know all the foot soldiers, trying to get Splinter free. And they get him off to an isolated area where he can meditate, go into like a translucent, or not translucent, you go into like a meditative state on an astral plane and fight this witch who has the spell on, uh, you know, the turtles. So, um, after the mutanimals rush in or fighting everyone, in runs the purple dragons with Hun leading the pack. Casey's dead. And they're all yelling, for Casey, for Casey. So now in Foot Headquarters, there's this all-out battle royale happening. And right away, um, like Karai and uh, Apollux, this like fox, I'm not sure how that name's pronounced, fox mutant that's always jumping between sides, immediately gets stabbed through by Shredder. Um, You see Raphael kill uh, Old Hob, who's like, you know, a main character. Mm -hmm. Everybody's just getting slaughtered left and right. And the best part of the whole book for me was when Splinter is down, uh, Shredder comes over to him with his sword and draw, getting ready to cut his head off. And in the sight of Shredder's head comes a shotgun butt, just boom, knocks him to the ground. And his head, his helmet's falling off, and he turns to like, "What the heck? Who? What was that?" And it's Han saying, "Hey, my name's uh, my name's Arnold Jones. You killed my son. Boom, shotgun in the face, just kills him right there." Which was yeah, which was heavy. But then uh, after the fight's all done. You know, Splinter wins, breaks the spell. The, the turtles at the last minute come to, look around, see everybody dead, and are come to long enough just to catch Splinter, give his last words. Um, you know, what will you do with this new responsibility? You know, you guys are all alone. What will you do? He dies. That's the end of the book. Oh, I would love to see more of this. I hope I did it justice talking about it. I like that it ended on an uplifting note. Yeah, yeah. Everybody <laughs> dies. Very uplifting. That's indeed. pretty cool. But yes, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles deviations. It was awesome. And that's all I've got. You gonna make characters? Well, it sounded great. You gonna make Dark Turtles? Why did see? Why did you do that to I don't me? Know. You I son of a bitch! I figured you'd already had it planned out or something. I got there. to now. <laughs> the I got to now. Piling up. <laughs> oh man, that'll be sweet though. Hell yeah! Well, that'll be sweet. Leo came out awesome. Yeah, he did. I've just got to buy like. As many Shredder Shredder's figures ever. to tear apart. <laughs> I got to buy a bunch of Batman figures to tear apart for all the necessary parts. Anyway, let's just turn our full attention over to Richard Rivera and talk about all the stabity bunny goodness coming our way. Thanks again for being with us, Richard. Hey, I'm, I'm glad to be here. Like I said, you guys are great, and uh, I always enjoy it. Well, I feel like we've talked over you quite a bit this episode, so let's let you we'll give you the opportunity to talk now. So, so why stop now? We're going to keep. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of things. <laughs> Sorry, he caught me out here. A lot of things in the uh, in the canon for you here. We have uh, issue four, which is almost finished, and you have the trade is of the first four issues in the works. Uh, yeah, what we're going to do is we're going to. Uh, you know, we had a great time putting those first three issues out. It's been a long time uh, between three and four, but uh, I think the wait is going to be well worth it. Uh, pretty much, I'd say there's there's a after a lot of setup here in one, two, and three, and lots of questions. Um, they're really built for the most part to be little four part chunks, and that's why the graphic novel I think is going to be 
is going to be a good read because um, as two presents more questions, as three presents more questions, four answers a lot of questions. There's probably an average of a reveal per page. Um, so there's a lot of information given, but of course, hopefully like with any uh, good mystery, you answer that question, but it opens the door for other questions. But at least, you know, you can kind of get a feel, a little more of a feel of what's going on. Um, you understand in this issue, we'll, we'll touch, touch base on um, exactly what Lena was uh, doing with her surprise, with her training of Grace. Um, why Amanda almost wants to kill her as a result of that. Um, a flashback to about 100 years ago when a lot of stuff started happening. We see, uh, we learn more about Glyph, that quill that was taken. We learn what that is. Um, there's a lot of stuff. But, uh, but issue four, I think, is our best looking issue to date. Um, I think the art team did a fantastic job. The lettering was just now done by uh, James. So hats off to uh, Dwayne Biddick's and to Liesl Buenaventura. Uh, they become a tighter and tighter team. I, I, I just I love the artwork on it, and, um, and I think it's a really strong issue. But I think it's a really nice end cap to one. Because if you remember how one was fast-paced, I believe you kind of felt as though there was a, a nice conclusion to that story. Each issue does kind of have a feeling or a conclusion or a pause, but With I think one in four. Right. Pardon me. Like you're saying, each issue has a uh, like an ending to it, but right. at the same time, there's that underlying hook, like the questions that are left unanswered that keep you going. Right. Right. Well, and I, I believe four. Um, just as far as being an, an end piece, if you're reading it in one graphic novel form, I think one, two, three, and four really are, are strong, even stronger together. Um, we're also going to be doing, uh, we're including new pages um, in the graphic novel, which I think I mentioned to you guys at a convention one time. Um, but we have uh, new pages which which are very story pertinent uh, there's so much there's so much in the way of background there's so much in the way of history so many boxes of notes and things that'll never make it into the book um but there are some pieces that you know ended up on the the cutting room floor there that are now going to be produced and inserted into the book and uh, it's not what was the pizza guy doing while this great battle was going on instead it's going to be something that's very much is something that was pulled from the book that's a detail that I believe will enrich the story some. Um, so we've got that happening. Then we're going to try to get five and six done this year. Um, oh, cool. That's, that's going to be kind of tight on that, but that's really like I was going to say, yeah, we're getting close there, Richard. Yep, yep, we are Keep indeed. Keep momentum but, going. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, we uh, with the other other series that the team has been working on, like Wobble and Chipper, et cetera, uh, coloring book, and, and things that we kind of veered off a little bit, but but time and time again, as I go to conventions across the country, um, you know, it, people are coming up and uh, they're either already familiar with Stabity or they're very intrigued by you know that name is the hook Stabity Bunny and that 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 graphic image of of the plush bunny sitting in a pool of blood with a smiley face drawn into the pool of blood. Um, I've had some people buy 
like issue one in one city, issue two in another state, issue three somewhere else. Um, and so I, I felt, uh, uh, you know, a little guilty that we hadn't produced more issues this year. And, um, you know, the, the issues are all ready to go. We just have to get the art production done on them because I did all of them before we started. So other than some, some edits and maybe looking back over what I wrote two years ago, um, uh, I, I think we can get five and six done. So, you know, that'll be after the, after the graphic novels put together. But uh, uh, issue four is, is done all but a few of the uh, credits pages and things that I need to do after I sign off from you guys. <laughs> Very cool. I mean, what you sent us, uh, like we, like I said, I haven't had a, none of us have had a chance to dig into yet. But we flipped through it, and I agree with you. It's uh, definitely a beautiful book. I mean, not to say the other ones weren't, but I don't know. Something about it really uh, jumped off the pages at mm-hmm. us. I think we all said, "Wow, that's that's gorgeous." Can't believe it gets better looking. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's already well, a great know, book. Yeah, I, I have to say, you know, that's that's. Uh, Dwayne Biddix works very hard at his craft. He's always looking to improve. He's always uh, seeking feedback, you know, taking it in. Um, and I think, I think now we have the, the style that will last us the rest of those first 12 issues. I think this is going to be what the rest of the books look like. Um, yeah, it, it was fun setting up, you know, kind of setting the pieces onto the board, but, uh, but with issue four, uh, some of those pieces kind of come into play, and uh, we answer some of the questions, like I said, that have been looming. Um, but I got to tell you, going forward, five might be feel like a little bit of a pause, but then six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve are just are just steamrolling forward. I mean, they're all very fast paced, and if you've if you've read the series before, you're going to find it very odd what I'm about to say. But issue six, with the exception of very few pages issue six is an all-out battle for probably 18 of the pages hey, hey there we Lord. go <laughs> be sweating so, reading that yeah well you gotta <laughs> kind of treat yourself to a scene like that when you've done this much work on a series there comes a time you're like all right and now we're gonna have super cool right and I, I remember we've talked about comics on the show before that uh I remember. I don't remember what the name of the book was, but the book I talked about in the comic uh, dump bin, where the heroes like corner the villain finally at the end, and within like a single page, the fight is over. Mm-hmm. They have saved the day, and it's like, come on, give me! I want a girthy fight. I want to see right, what happened. Right. You know, you don't wait for all that exposition, all that lead, and just be like, and they won. You know, right? Yeah, exactly. Swoop, whoosh, up, they're done. I know they're going to win. Sure. Show me yeah. how they won. <laughs> exactly. You know. <laughs> Well, yeah, and I tell you, in six, um, there is a there. They uh, of course, since we're going on to seven, eight, nine, etc., um, there is a victory of sorts. But uh, there is a major, there is a major change in the uh, roster, or at least the perception of that roster as a result of issue six. Um, as you know, a lot of the stuff that has happened thus far with Stabity Bunny, part of the mystery is, I mean, what is going on everything's been off screen um four we get closer uh to understanding that a little better five we learn more you know historically what's been going on but six is the first time that 
everybody is confronted by, because it's always kind of been in the shadows, but given the circumstances, this is the first time that basically everybody sees exactly what Stabity Bunny is. And the repercussions of that afterwards kind of play into the rest of the, the, the second half of the uh, 12 issues. That's what I cannot wait to see. I want to see exactly what's looming in this rabbit. Yes, yes. You've uh, mentioned that the first four issues soon are going to be compiled into a trade, and this is what you're uh, doing this with Kickstarter, right? Uh, Yes, actually, we're going to do a Kickstarter. Um, We're going to start that on October 3rd. Uh, Being as how we're already kind of close to this with with the dates anyway, I thought we should definitely have Stabity Bunny's Kickstarter run over and through Halloween. Oh, there you go. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I can't think of a, a very many books that would be more appropriate. But uh, yeah, it's gonna it's going to end on November first, so right after Halloween. Um, and uh, we're just trying to you know get some funds where we want to see what we can do with the with the Kickstarter to also uh, you know make it a little easier on my pocketbook maybe to get some of these issues done. I've self funded seven comic books in the last uh, year. Wow. Kickstarter needs to come along and help you out, right? <laughs> you would think. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Make the pay, uh, fans pay for this stuff. Well, you know, I I wanted to get a a, a strong uh, product out there, a series people could enjoy, where they'd have a feel of a track record already, um, and kind of know what they're buying into. So um, I hope that uh, yeah, I hope we can drum up some support for that. Uh, I know that we've got a lot of fans, and that the uh, you know they're always very supportive. I can't tell you. Um, how how great we feel when people come up and you know they they love the series they they love Dwayne's artwork um, you know they buy a T-shirt or whatever I just um, to to get feedback um, uh, somebody actually enjoying a story that we've put together you know that's the you know that right there is as good as it gets. Yeah. Um, if only we could get some uh, accolades for doing this show sometime, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can't imagine. I enjoy your guys' show. I think you do a great job, and <laughs> I don't want to go on right now because it just seems like you know, if you ask for it, uh, I'll, I'll wait. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm really not playing the martyr here. We I was all just appreciate joking. that you're one of the fives of people that loves this show. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome, uh, and uh, we've got a little contest. I'll tell the listeners about uh, to accompany the Kickstarter, uh, that the winner will be able to take home some Stabity Bunny merch, but we'll get to that at the end of the episode here. So, uh, what are going to be some of the perks we can expect, uh, in this Kickstarter? We've got, uh, I, I tell you, I, I kind of learned from the, the one Kickstarter that we did. Um, and of course, Dwayne is in a remote part of North Carolina and, uh, there's no, anyway, getting to him and mailing things to him, uh, can be slow. Sure. So, we uh, we had things before that we where we knew we would sign them, and that actually was one of the slowest parts of sending them back and forth to be signed. So we have pre-signed um, uh, seventy copies of the uh, convention cover of Stabity Bunny One. That's the one, the kind of iconic symbol we use on T-shirts and everywhere else. Um, signed by both Dwayne Biddix and myself. Um, we have some Wizard World exclusives that we did. Uh, those are each signed and individually numbered. There's only a hundred of those. We have a, a, a new printing of the T-shirt that will be out there. Uh, we have the ability. Uh, we're offering the uh, opportunity, rather, to uh, advertise in Stabity Bunny 
And along with that advertising, I'm throwing in the fact that, you know, as long as I'm basically, um, you know, self-published as far as responsible for getting the printing done and, and, pay, and, and paying the bills here, uh, I'll, I'll run that ad. You know, and if one day uh, that status changes and, you know, that's the way that goes. But um, we've got uh, an exclusive printing that we're going to be doing, a variant cover uh, that will be on um, issue four. And I mean, with that, I kind of want to jump ahead to issue six. Um, I don't want to, I don't want to say or, or commit uh, this person, but but a a uh, large name in uh, comic book illustration artist has um, said they're going to do a double uh, wraparound cover for issue six as a variant, and uh, I'm incredibly excited about that. And when we get closer to it. I'll be uh, happy to share that name, but you're familiar with it. So that's exciting. And I think I might have to get my hands on one of them Mm. books. (laughs) Sounds pretty cool. Well, Richard, you're going to have to let us know uh, when that's a little closer. You said it's coming up here in just a a few weeks. It's going to start. Uh, Yes, we'll start October 3rd. October 3rd. Okay. We will definitely get that up on the website and we will have uh, Sir Jake here tweeting the ever living crap out of it. Because I'm the man. He is the man. Right. When it comes to Twitter, he's the man. So and, they call uh, me the king. Right. <laughs> no one calls me. I'm not calling you the king. That's okay. <laughs> I wouldn't expect that. So uh, definitely keep us in the loop. And uh, Richard, once again, man, thanks for being with us today. Hey, thanks for having me. And uh, I look forward to hearing not only this podcast, but future ones. I want to hear more about that contest, though. Oh, you're going to hear. I, sure. I just got to let Jack get his <laughs> spiel out, and then I'm going <laughs> to spew it out here. So, Jack, what do we have on the website? Go to CandairPodcast.com where you can see show highlights, guest info, listen to the show, follow us on all our social media, visit the Hall of Heroes and see the Wall of Justice, check out some of our videos on our YouTube page, and if you want to be a guest and promote your work, send us an email on our contacts page. Don't forget to find us on Twitter at CandairPod and on Instagram at Cand underscore Air. Now... The contest. Like I said earlier, this contest is called the Show Us Your Cans Contest. <laughs> There's an official interpretation, but you can take it either way. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it, and it's not, you know, showing us pictures of your naked chest or anything, though. Well, I'm not going to go down that road. <laughs> uh, if you go onto our website, you can download a PDF and print out a, uh, a printable canned air can label that you can uh, take a can out of, like a vegetable can, say, out of your pantry and uh, wrap it around and then get pictures of the can in different locations different cool locations be creative with it and send us those pictures and i'm not sure exactly yet uh, we haven't come up with a deadline on it yet we'll Mm -hmm. think about that and that'll be up by uh the time you guys are hearing this but uh what you're going to win we were just talking with richard about stabity bunny this is a perfect introduction to stabity bunny you get issues one through three stickers and a Mm t-shirt now this is just the tip of the iceberg that's just the stabdy bunny goodness you get think alike productions hooked us up and we've got a lot more comics to to go with that so salvagers issue one and two you got to reach out yeah oh great 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 under the flesh the throwaways wild bull and chipper another good one to check out there the agency and max hunter snowfall this is a lot of freaking comics just for taking a picture so, get your pictures taken, send them to us uh, <clears throat> via email or social media, Facebook, uh, 
Twitter, the, the forces that be, whatever they may be. Equals like 20 comic books or something like that, I think. That might be a close to. It's, pretty, yeah. it's close to, if not. Yeah, it's a lot of comics. Just for taking a picture. Come on, people. Send us your cans. We want to see your cans. <laughs> <laughs> I never tire saying that. <laughs> Maturity is the order of the day. <laughs> All right. So until next time, I am Jeremy Cowley. And I'm Jack Doherty. Jake Runyon. And Richard Rivera. Thanks for listening, everyone. there's a fire in your house, be sure to get outside immediately. And once outside, get on CandarePodcast.com. Well, thanks for the tip, Blowtorch, but just one question. What about the fire? And no one is half the battle. G.I. Joe! Right. Well, let's just dump. God damn it. I'm having an off day. Shut the fuck up, Jay. I didn't say nothing. <laughs> the Korean War has sadly been known as the Forgotten War, but half a century earlier, the United States was locked in a bloody conflict in Asia that's been all but erased from the history books. Hi, I'm Alex Hasty, the host of Ohio vs. the World, an American history podcast on the Evergreen Podcast Network. In our newest episode, we speak to experts about the Philippine American War, America's first Asian counterinsurgency conflict. The heroes, the villains, We'll discuss President McKinley, Admiral Dewey, the vicious brutality of the fighting, and the scandals and war crimes that nearly sunk Theodore Roosevelt's presidency. Check out our show, Ohio vs. the World, on the Evergreen Podcast Network for our new episode about America's most forgotten war. Now back to the show.